Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Denise Victoria McAllister here with your Gold Mine segment. I'll be dropping some golden nuggets today. And if you will find those nuggets and apply nuggets and apply them to your life, it will change your life. Well, as promised, I'm going to talk about the seven dynamics of change. This may have to be more than one podcast. And the first time I heard about the seven dynamics of change, I was in business college at Grand Canyon University, Phoenix, Arizona, and that was my major. I later changed my major to social science degree in professional counseling, but I have taught and presented the seven dynamics of change on various occasions to board of directors, to staff development uh presentations for different corporations and nonprofit organizations. And it dropped in my spirit because we are in the midst of change. And I basically uh, was reminded of it when Pastor Justin Miller, the, the senior pastor of Real Life Christian Church in Claremont, Florida, mentioned unity in diversity. And that how change can be uncomfortable for a lot of individuals. Well, they're not alone. And that's what I want to talk about. So as I was pulling up the information that I knew from many years ago that was written by Kenneth Blanchard, who I believe is associated with Grand Canyon University, the business department, I happened to notice how leaders can apply the seven dynamics of change during a pandemic. And it looks like he has the same type of um, references and with a little twist on it. So the first one is about change. People will feel awkward, ill at ease, and self-conscious. So people will feel awkward, ill at ease, and self-conscious. Now, even though I'm giving uh, credit to Kenneth Blanchard, and also Bill Gardner, who has this write-up in Forbes magazine. I'm also going to put some little spins on it as God gives me insight as I'm talking. So it says here, recently a college professor recorded an interview with me for use in a graduate class he teaches about organizational development. Mm-hmm, good. So that's why this, uh, this came about. So people will feel awkward. They'll feel ill at ease and self-conscious because it's not a norm. It's something different. It's, it's a new norm. We are living in a time now where everything is new and it's changing every single day. So it's normal for people to feel awkward, ill at ease and feel self-conscious. How do I do this? This is new. Am I going to make a mistake? These are all my thoughts. Uh, are people going to look at me different? What am I, what is my family going to say? What is society going to say about this change? Whether it's in your organization or if it's in your church, people will feel awkward. People get comfortable. But I always like to say, if you don't have change, you have no growth. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, Einstein said that, and we hear that refer reference a lot. It's, it's crazy. You are actually crazy if you think you're going to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. If you want growth, if you want development, if you want increase, there must be change. So number one, people will feel ill at ease, awkward, and self-conscious. 
And number two is people initially focus on what they have to give up. So right away, when change comes, because people are comfortable, because they're set in their ways, and because they just like the normal, they will want to focus what focus on what do I have to give up? What do I have to give up? For those who work in a shared office environment, working remotely is a huge change, the reference says. Add the change associated with family and pets being around all day, or if they are quarantined, the change of being completely alone. There's a change there because they used to being by themselves and having their little quiet time. Well, you don't have quiet time. If you have children right now, you don't have quiet time unless you're able to work from home and you're the only one in the house during the day and you don't have to do homework and help with homework and children. So attention spans are short and you have to help them. Then you got to repair, uh, prepare dinner. You have a husband. Maybe the husband is working from home as well. Or you have a significant other a best friend that's living with you and they're working from home and you're working from home. And people will be like, oh, my goodness, I, I'm giving up my space. You're in my space. Get out of my space. So even with positive changes like no commute or getting more sleep, people will concentrate on what they have to lose or what they lost. So those are two of the dynamics of change. Number three, people will feel alone even if everyone else is going through the same change. The beautiful thing about what's happening now, if you can find something beautiful in the midst of a pandemic, is that you're not alone, that people are going through this together in certain aspects of going through it together. And uh, because everyone knows about the pandemic, it's all on the news, it's everywhere. People have lost loved ones this year. They've had uh, loved ones who have contacted COVID-19. People, you know, some people have lost their jobs. Some people are on unemployment. Some people are in a food line. So they they are going through it collectively, but they're also going through it individually. So even though you are going through it, other people are going through the same thing. And it's not like it's just your trial or your tribulation that you're going through. People will feel alone, even if everyone else is going through the same change. So as leaders, we need to create, it says here, opportunities for people to relate and see that their feelings are shared. We need to provide support and a manager, a pastor, uh, you know, he says here has five employees and they formerly worked at a one long table before social distancing. All right. She says now they're holding a meeting through personal video hours for the group daily. And think about this. You used to be able to have bagels, coffee and donuts at your, uh, your morning meetings that definitely made people not mind coming to a morning meeting because they had continental breakfast waiting for them. Well, that's out the window. The same thing with uh, meetings at a church office. You may can still do that, but you still have to sit six feet apart. So we need to follow up with our team members individually and adjust the employees deliverables if needed. Okay, so number four in the dynamics of change, 
People can handle only so much change. And this one, I kind of push this one because like, don't change every week that, you know, and that's what's happening. Every week is something different. Every month is something different from March up to now. There's been different instructions, different things to do from wearing a mask to not wearing a mask to to, the children going to school and maybe not going to school, the children being homeschooled or not being homeschooled hospitals, uh, the rate of the COVID-19 going down and the numbers going back up, you know, so people can handle only so much change. So basically in this writing in Forbes, it's suggesting holding off on any plan changes. If there is a change that, that change that must happen now, follow all seven suggestions closely. And you can Google this and find it, how leaders can adjust change during the pandemic. Uh, suggest like do one change at a time. People are going to leave your organization. People are going to leave the church. They're going to leave because they don't understand, but people need to understand. And I'm going to say this a couple of times. I hope I remember to say it while I'm on this podcast without change, there can be no growth. And we're not saying that we needed a pandemic to, to change, but simmer on that for a minute. You know, like I always say, why did we need people to tell us to wash our hands? That's something very simple that a parent should have taught their child when they was first able to wa- wash their hands, uh, to teach them how to do it and to wipe their hands after. And that's very simple, but that's one of the main ways that this COVID-19 can be spread as well as wearing, you need to wear a mask. So number five, people are at different levels of readiness of change. That is key for any leader, for any pastor, anyone that has a nonprofit organization, people are at different levels of readiness to change. And we need to embrace, this is coming from me. We need to embrace that individual's level of change as our faces differ. So do our personalities. So do our characters. So do I, we have learned behavior. Everybody is not the same and everybody is not going to be ready to receive change, but change is necessary. I'm saying it again. Change is necessary in order to have growth. We definitely have to change right now because you can't even go in a room unless it's six, you're six feet apart. You can't go to the supermarkets, to the malls. If you're going, you have to have a mask on that's change. After a while, it's going to become a norm, which I hope by then the pandemic is gone and you won't have to always wear a mask. But after a while, it's going to be a norm. Oh, where's my mask? I know a couple of times I was on my way into a store and I was like, oh, I forgot my mask. I got to go back in, go back to my car to get the mask. So I keep them in a different, in a pouch in my car, in a plastic pouch in my car. So they are clean and they're not just laying all over the place, you know, where I just grab them and they're not, uh, really, uh, sanitized. So that's changed six feet apart. That's changed. After a while, we're going to get used to that. And hopefully as I, uh, let me just say it again, hopefully it'll be near the end of the pandemic. So people are at different levels of readiness of change, except that and give them that time to process information. I'm one of those people that have to process information. I learned over the years, don't be so quick to answer a person when they get, they have a question, unless I know for sure, don't be afraid to say, I'll get back to you. 
or I need to ask, be humble enough to say, I need to ask someone else to uh, get the right answer for you. I don't want to tell you, give you the wrong information. That is paramount, especially if you work in customer service. So I process information now because I found out over the years that I would tell a person something and then I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that? Oh my Lord. So I remember, and I'm being reminded of when I uh, first met my mother-in-law, my husband's mother. And right away I was like, oh, I want to invite you over for dinner. Da, 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 da. I'm going to have you over for dinner. And then when I got in, back in the car and I was why did I say that? So I'm a person of integrity. So now I got to figure out how can I invite them over? How can I invite her over? When am I going to be able to do it? And that kind of haunted me for a while until I finally did it. And she brought her sister with, with her who I didn't invite, but it was fine. You know, so I guess they were coming to analyze my food, but they left with heavily delicious wiped all over their lips, licking their lips. So we have to be careful. So I learned from that in other instances to not be so quick to say, yes, I can do this. Yes, I'm going to do this and move impulsively. All right. So we need to uh, be sensitive that everyone does not receive change as readily as others. If you have to do the change right away, work with those individuals that are ready for change and let the other ones come. Catch up because what's going to happen. Some people don't believe in change until they see it. You know how, uh, you know, uh, one of the disciples were like, I got to see the nails in your hand before I believe doubt and Thomas. Right. Okay. So once they see it interacted and they see the repositive results, then they're like, Oh, I want to be a part of that too. So number six is people will be concerned about enough resources. So change, you know, and learning new approaches take time and effort and employees and church members are correct that time is required for these changes and this may affect their work. It is important for leaders to acknowledge this and to offer practical support if possible. Acknowledge that people's time and attention may be tight and balancing, balancing, balancing personal demands may be difficult. Don't be so anxious to just think that people have time to come to all these different meetings or whatever that you are planning, unless they're Zoom meetings. I'm off for of Zoom meetings right now because I can, I can multitask with a Zoom meeting. You know, people can take their lunch on a Zoom meeting. Now, if you retired and you don't have a life, excuse me, uh, let me retract that. If you retired and you have more time on your hands than you can handle, then of course you're available for morning meetings, afternoon meetings, midnight meetings, or whatever meetings. But people that are still striving towards perfection and people that are still striving towards their mission and their vision in life, they have to schedule and make appointments. All right, let's get to seven so I can close out. Seven, if you, number seven, if you take the pressure off, people will revert back to their old habits. Yes, this is very important. If you say, oh, well, maybe we'll go back to the way it was because uh, Miss Miss Sukat or Miss Miss Jones, forgive me if somebody named Jones is listening. They Mr. Jones, they don't want to accept it. So let's just go back because I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to lose their ties. I don't want to lose their offering. I don't want them to leave the job. They want my best workers. So let's just leave the change alone. 
No, change is necessary. I'm saying it again. Change is necessary for growth, especially today. And you know, all things work together for the good to those that love God and called according to his purpose. God is allowing this pandemic. Don't forget that he is in control of every single thing. The Bible says there's nothing that happens without God knowing about it. He already knows. He's already knows who's going to the White House. He already has it planned. The plans are already there. And I know that I feel my preach coming on. I'm trying not to. But yes, and God gave us free will. So some people, God is giving instructions to what to do, but they are disobeying God. And God is not going against uh, a man's free will. So if we were to take the pressure off, people just going back to what they used to do, their old habits. And and this dynamic, as imagined by Kenneth Blanchard, is not as relevant for the current unplanned change, it says here, that employees are experiencing. It does apply when you and your team make helpful changes resulting from brainstorming. And one helpful practice is to create, be creative. Your job is as a leader is to reinforce and maintain these habits as well as facilitate the generation of more practices as the group learns and adapts. While times is are in uncertain, while times are uncertain, Forbes says here, understanding that the dynamics of change will help you and those you lead. So I, I really went back to this in my mind because I used to teach, uh, board, I do board development training. And I talked about the dynamics of change, excuse me, and staff development. And this popped in my head, not knowing that there was something out here already. In addition to Kenneth Blanchard's uh, seven dynamics of change from Grand Canyon University of how leaders can apply the seven dynamics of change during a pandemic. Change is necessary, people. Not just, you know, we have to wear our masks. We have to adjust. We can, the church, businesses cannot go back as things as usual. And like I posted the other day on my social media platform, if you're waiting for the pandemic to end, to start doing something that you feel in your heart that should cause growth in your organization, in your church, in your life, in your vision, in your business as an entrepreneur or whatever, as a leader, there is no end date yet. They haven't typified. Nobody has typified or given us an end date that blah, blah, blah month, such and such day, such and such year, the pandemic is going to end. Well, we are all praying that it does real soon, but there's no guarantee that it will end by 2021. So why not do your change now? Don't sit around and wait for them to say, okay, uh, well, they're going to give, let us get 50 more people. They're going to let us get a hundred more people. I'm just going to wait it out. Start from where you are and schedule people to come to different services. That way people will stay encouraged. And those that don't want to come out and they still want to do zoom, then do zoom, but be sensitive to how people process change. And I'm done. Hopefully this was a blessing to you and I take that back. I know it was. So this information is available and it's available online and it's available. The dynamics of change, which I really enjoy with Kenneth Blanchard and you put your own spin on it, put your own spin on it and know that change is 
necessary. Well, I'm done. It's been almost 20 minutes. I hope you got to the end and you use this as a devotional time to feed your mind and your soul. Until next time, grab them golden nuggets. This is Dr. Denise Victoria McAllister signing off. Bye-bye for now.